This Wellness Coach Podcast is brought to you by our brand new Facebook group called The Wellness Couch Tribe. Come join us and chat about any episode at any time. Keep up to date with all our events and connect with a like-minded group of wellness enthusiasts. To join The Wellness Couch Tribe, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe on Facebook. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and I'm without the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch on this edition because sadly, Damien's papa passed away age 99 uh, recently and he's unable to be with us at this time as he's grieving with his family and uh, it is an, an incredibly sad time for Damo. If you listen to the podcast uh, regularly, you'll know how close uh, Damien has been to his grandfather and his been in um he's been a, a regular part of the conversation on 100 not out and so we wish damien uh, and his family our um we send our sincerest condolences at this time um no matter what age uh, anyone passes away it's always a, a sad occasion but it's also a time to celebrate life um as hard as that can be sometimes and it's a um it is a challenge that a lot of people um, find quite difficult and um, Damien and I have conversations about this particularly when we're in Ikaria and so we thought uh, whilst I don't have Damo for this episode um, it we thought it was that we um, pull up some content from um, a conversation or two conversations we had in Ikaria with Thea Parikos, who is our host over in Ikaria when we are there for our longevity experience because the Ikarians do grief very uh, differently. It's it's arguably, I suppose, traditional Greek Orthodox type grieving, but um, I think there are some intricacies there in Ikaria that uh, we can all learn from and uh, I really hope that you find this episode not just interesting but something that you can apply when the inevitable does happen and that is that when you are grieving for someone in your life uh, that you love dearly and so um, we're going to have a conversation in this episode with Thea Padikos in Ikaria. This has been in the vault. This is in our 100 Not Out Lifestyle um, online program Uh, so we've never played it on the podcast before. There are two conversations, one on uh, celebrating life the Ikarian way and uh, second on multi-generational relationships so obviously uh, when we're talking about multi-generational we're talking up and down so uh, with your parents and your grandparents and maybe even your great-grandparents or and with your children and great ch- uh, grandchildren and depending on your age great-grandchildren because um, obviously this is naturally um, part of Damien's life at the moment but also this is something that we all experience and multi-generational relationships and communication is probably not a strong point of our culture in Australia and in many cultures, but in Ikaria, I think it is an incredibly strong um, element of their culture. And so, hopefully, you learn a lot about multi-generational relationships and communication styles and how to be inclusive of, of all people, no matter their age. Um, and also, as I said, how to celebrate life. Uh, no matter what age, it's always a sad occasion, but there's also an opportunity to celebrate someone's life as well. So, really hope you enjoy this episode of 100 Not Out as we head on over to Ikaria with Thea Parikos. Hello, welcome to this video of the 100 Not Out Lifestyle Program. I am privileged to be with Thea Parikos, founder of Thea's Restaurant and Thea's Inn. It's my privilege. 
Really? Yeah, actually it is. It's, huh. it's an honor to be here with you. Huh. Yeah, you don't believe me, do you? Huh. I'm, I'm feeling, being sincere. Oh, there you yeah. are. So I'm feeling quite <laughs> chuffed right now. So we've had some remarkable conversations whilst we've been here, many of them not on camera or whilst pressing record. <laughs> um, and so I want to bring up something which is quite novel to me anyway um, and something that I think is quite powerful but at the same time feels a little bit morbid um, coming from the West and that is death and dying. Okay. It seems to be done in a very um, different way. I know it's the Greek Orthodox way but I don't think, myself being one of them, many people understand why uh, grieving is done the way it's done in, say, the Greek Orthodox Church, but also um, the novelties of, of how it works on Nicodemus. So I might just ask you to explain, if you can, in a chronological sense, how, what happens when someone passes away and mm-hmm. how that grieving process is kind of, I suppose, supported or um, carried out okay. in the community. Okay, well, I think, it's, I think it works really well. So when someone dies, you have the funeral, but that's not the end. That's just the beginning, actually. After the funeral, nine days later, you have the first memorial service. Nine days later. Nine days later. Then you have 40 days afterwards. Then you have the three months, the six months, the nine months, and then the year. After the year, it's only once a year. Okay. But you're given all that time. And it's not like somebody's buried and they're forgotten about or cheers to them, we remember them or something like this. But you you have a full year to go through a very important process, I think. So... In that, it seems to make, this is my logical brain, but it seems to make absolute total sense. It works. That at the beginning, you need a lot of support. Definitely. We live in a very independent world. We kind of like do it all of ourselves. We hold it all in to ourselves. But after, so we have the funeral. Now, does that always happen in the first 24 hours or so? If the person has passed away at home or there weren't complications at the hospital, there's no reason to do any tests, then it's, it's... Usually the next day. So you'll have the vigil overnight. If the family's in and out, friends, everybody's coming. There's people all night long in and out. And then the priest comes in the morning to the house, and then they go to the church. Wow. And then everybody goes to the cemetery together, and then they go to the coffee houses. So, they, it's so they're socializing in, the, in, in a way. It's a good way. You know I mean? Like it's where they're connecting way. with humanity. Very, very. Um, you can cry. You can laugh. You can tell stories. You have the freedom to be however... However you like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, just whilst we're on that, I know in Hollywood we see that, you know, Greeks lose it when someone <laughs> dies. But I'm sure you told me that that's not really that's well, not the Icarian way. No, no, that's not Icarian. We're, we're natural about it. We're going to cry. Of course we're going to cry. We're going to laugh. We might think of something funny or a funny story. But if somebody loses, it's, it's because they're just emotionally overwrought. It's not that dramatical kind of a thing that I believe you're referring to. Yeah. So when uh, so we've got one day, now we've got nine days. So you've yes. got an eight day break, and then you take a break for let's say thirty one days. Right. You stretch it out to four forty, uh, and then you go six months, three months, or oh, three months. So then you've got three it at ninety days, and then you've got it every ninety days After from the there on. Three months, you go to six months, and then you go to the year. Yeah. Okay. And then you just do an annual every year memorial, like where you actually uh, catch up together. You do it. Yes. You go to the church. How does you it work? You go to church. You go to church. There's a cer- there's the regular liturgy, and then afterwards, yeah. there's a little ceremony about the di- people. You can have a memorial service more than one person. The priest might have for five people, and oh. he'll read all their names, and 
and then our, and so that's the, that's it. Yes. yes. Okay. So I find this interesting because I remember when I used to go to church, mm-hmm. uh, the priest would read out. Um, yeah, uh, the names of people that had died on that right. day or in that week, the local oh, really? people in the parish. So this is going to church on a Sunday and people that had um, died might have been five years ago or ten years ago in that week, their names would be read out. But that's quite nice. Absolutely. So what you're saying is that, because I was thinking, gosh, people would be going to so many memorials if each mo- like let's say you had an annual memorial mm-hmm. uh but one per person no no that's no. a lot of memorials no, no. right you can have you can have more than one person at yep. the memorial it's not necessarily to be one person so people aren't living at church going no from memorial gosh to memorial. no 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 that'd be a little bit that'd be a yeah. little bit too much wouldn't yeah. it <laughs> well i was thinking the logistics of it all that's intense um <laughs> it's a lot but it does feel so relieving i, just, I haven't had a major like my, my grandparents have passed away but i haven't had either a peer passed away, mm-hmm. like, a, like a sibling or a mum or a dad. But it seems to me that grief is not something that we can just flick the switch on and go funeral and then it's over. We might have a... No. Uh, I don't even know if we call it a memorial. I know when my sister passed away, we went down the beach and we released some balloons into the sky and it was beautiful. Right. Um, but that was uh, just generated within the family. It wasn't like it could have easily not happened. Yes, uh, but it's good that you did that, definitely. Yeah. So in that, do you find that people um, reconnect with society or community much more easily with death rather than, uh, you know, some people we would say never recover from the death of a loved one? Yeah, you, you see that. You see that happen, especially if it's a child. You know, if you've lost a child, you see people who, and of course you can't say anything about that because yeah. that's every person's worst nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but at the same, or but you do see a lot, but but that's part of death, isn't it? But you also see that there's a lot of support, there's a lot of closeness coming together, there's a lot of talking, yeah. and there's the freedom. There's a freedom. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's not something like okay, we've had the funeral, we're gonna go out for dinner now. Okay, it's finished. It's not like that. Yeah. And we'd all like to think that we we all know that we will be remembered for the rest of our lives, but it's also kind of nice to know that that memory is brought back to the surface. Sure, it's good um, for everybody. Talk about the good times, what was fun about that person, all the rest of it. Of course, you need that when you've lost somebody, definitely. And when we were having uh, lunch the other day in Kanikigari... Kakinagri. Kakinagri. I keep on... That's all right, you're close, you almost got it there. In Kakinagri, there was, uh, I think it was a 90-day memorial Mm -hmm. and they were having lunch. And it did not feel somber. There no. was lots of laughter. There were kids playing with grandkids and all the rest of it. Right. Um, these events aren't, you know. No, down. that's not our. That's not our nature. Our nature is to express, and we're going to make a joke, even at bad times, at sad times, and also after the at, at the three month point, you try to be a little bit more up. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be sad. You're going to be depressed. You're going to feel bad. But you're also going to be joyful that you have the company of your close family, your friends, and things like that with you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for oh, this. My Leia. pleasure. I think, thank you. I think if, if we can uh, almost decide in advance that when we, and it sounds morbid, when we do pass away, yes. that there are certain rituals that we would like to have for the memory of our life. But also, I think this wisdom is so great to know, well, I can't say if, when my dad dies, when my mum dies, I know that I want to create 
uh, memorial on a more regular basis than just right. one funeral and maybe an annual thing, but that doesn't happen all the time. So really appreciate the fact that you've shared this with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, Thaya. <laughs> yes. You're young. Of course. Ten years younger. Yes. Uh, than... My actual age, you mean? Yes. What? What's the... What is it? You are... When I say how old are you, you oh, say we I was... the year I... Usually we'll answer the year that we were born in. Okay, so okay. how old are you, Thaya? Oh, oh, oh! No, you no, got no! Me. Come on! This is this is this. Oh, is you want to say the year people. I was born? It nineteen sixty-two. Okay, so when someone says to you in Ikaria, "How old are you?" Yeah, you say, "I was born in 62. Exactly. Now, if you have a close look at Thea, she looks like she was born in seventy-two. Isn't he not sixty-two? Yeah. And I seriously, I cannot 62, believe fifty-two. No, you look like you were born in seventy-two. 72. Oh, okay. Not sixty-two. Thank you. I cannot believe that you were born in sixty-two. Thank you very much. That's very kind. They're not of doctoring you. the birth certificates in Nicaragua. See, they? he's such a gentleman, isn't he? Unbelievable. Gosh, unreal, unreal, unreal. But considering then that you are getting old enough to be a grandmother. Oh wow, I am, aren't I? You are. <laughs> No rush. Don't yeah. you think it's interesting that on the island of Ikaria, there is no generation discrimination no. around so many things. And mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sound corny here, but we don't ship the kids off to the kids' table at mealtime. No. We don't ship the oldies there for mealtime or do it earlier for them, whatever. All of the dining experiences that I've witnessed here and the social experiences like at the Panagetti and when we had lunch the other day, every experience I've observed has been multi-generational without any discrimination, and I'm going to call it discrimination, It is without any discrimination it, around what your age is. Right. No, that's true. We don't have that way of thinking. We don't, we don't separate the generations. There might be a gap, like how we have the generation gap, say, between parents and teenagers. I mean, that's normal. Who can get away from that? But generally speaking, we don't, we don't have a gap between generations. An 18-year-old can be talking with an 80-year-old. A 5-year-old will be, say, next to a 17-year-old. And it's not a problem. It's quite natural. You spent uh, a few minutes the other day talking to us about a disagreement that occurred within, I think it was a grandchild and a grandfather. Yes. And and the yes, way can you share that because I think yes, that was, it was pretty quite profound. interesting. There's a different attitude, at least in the states anyway. And here, if the the example that Marcus is referring to is there was a young man, uh, maybe 17 years old, speaking with his grandfather who was in his 80s. Okay, now there was a disagreement going on, but the younger person said, okay, I don't agree with you, and this is why I don't agree with you, so now, you know, you have to tell me why you're insisting on this. If if that had happened, the States would have been considered a bit rude. If it happened in Australia, it would be disrespecting rude. your elders. Totally, totally. Yeah. But in this situation, because I was watching it to see where this was going to go, because I wasn't quite sure, but this situation, it was great. I like the way they do this here, because it gives the older people stimulation, and... They have to think. They have to think, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. And it puts, it gives the younger people a chance to learn. So it's good for both sides. You're giving and taking, you see. Rather than going, don't talk to me like that, young man. Exactly. We actually go, wow, you're challenging my mind or that's my decision-making or my values or whatever yeah. it is. Exactly, And yes. that's not a bad thing. That What no. we would call robust discussion is actually an empowering part of the family dynamic. We have a lot of robust discussions here, definitely. So on that... 
it doesn't matter about age uh, or what stage of life you're in. You can have a robust discussion. You've said that you like to express your emotions rather than hold them in, uh, which is probably why I think you're saying you, you don't fight so much in terms of fist fights and all the rest no, of it. No, we don't have a lot, no. You just get seldom. it out when, we, we, you, yes, when you need it, to. Yes, yes, I think so. I think people are very, very good here at expressing their emotions, their feelings. We talk, first of all. We communicate. If you say, if you ask me how am I and I tell you that, you know, it wasn't such a great day, you're not going to give me the chance to go on and on and on about it. You're going to change it and go to something more positive, yeah. but you will listen to what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not just, hi, how are you? Yeah. And and we don't, like a lot of people in uh, other worlds, they won't say, oh, you know what, I've actually been struggling a lot today. We'll actually go, no, nah, everything's good. Yeah, yep. Everything's yep. good, you know, uh, but husband and wife are all good and the kids are good and uh, this is good and all the rest of it. It'd be so much more refreshing. You know what? I'm so tired. My kids are just pulling my hair out at the moment and I've got this going on at work. Right. And we don't say, well, you're a drainer. I don't, I don't think you want to go, well, that's just boring and aren't you in a bad mood or whatever. It's just, right. you know what? I'm kind of struggling a bit at the moment and then we, I think it's wiser to then put the arm out and go, well, what can I do to help? Yeah, you know, you, rather than trying to go, uh, you know. Life is life, isn't it? Yeah. Of course, of course. But regarding generation differences, I think I think it's very good how it is here. Yeah. It, it has its very strong points, especially when you have a long table and you see the everybody sitting together and there's absolutely no discrimination, as you put it, or no separation of ages. Just so a, it's great fun, actually. And that's one really easy thing that anyone can implement. I know I want to do a lot more of this back at home at the moment. We serve our dinner on four plates, one for each person. Uh-huh. We want to go more to family style. I know we do family style for lunch, sometimes with a platter, right? but definitely more family style um, as a more inclusive way of eating. The other thing I'd like to ask you about is around um, routine and things like bedtimes and that, say, Uh-oh. for kids or for any 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 generation, really. Uh. Like when we were at the Pentagate the other night, I thought it was beautiful that there was a dad holding his young child who'd fallen asleep. She's probably seven or eight, and it was probably after midnight, and he was taking <laughs> her home because she was done. Right. Now, some people would call that... Um, uh, you know, like bad parenting is what I'm looking for, like not malpractice, but you know, like bad parenting because you have your sleepy child there. Yeah, she's because with you and she's in a great environment. And, yeah, and she fell asleep peacefully. Yeah, and most people would say I'm not taking my kids out because it's way past their bedtime. Oh come on! Every now and then to break that routine, though. You know what I mean? If it's for something special, why not? Why not? So there's no, um, in terms of society and culture here, you don't feel any pressure to um, really treat your kids any differently to how you treat anyone else in the family. There's a mutual respect from (laughs) that one. It's not like, oh, you're a child and we can't talk to you about this or you're too young to to know or immerse yourself in a certain way. It's not like you can only go to the Panagetti when you're five. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to miss all that fun? Yeah. Yeah, Did you see all the little kids running around having a great time? Absolutely. They'd be tortured not to let them go. Of course. Uh, It's beautiful to hear that there is (laughs) an inclusive atmosphere in pretty much everything that you do. Just about. With all generations. Just about. Um, there's no age limits. Um, no, we don't. We don't have that. That's for sure. Yeah, wonderful. Every age has its choice. 
Thank you so much, My Thaya. pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Really hope you've enjoyed this episode of 100 Not Out. If this type of conversation stimulates you as much as it does us, you are invited to join us this year in September. It's September 4 to 13 in Ikaria for our 2019 edition of the 100 Not Out Longevity Experience. It's nine nights, 10 days on the island where people forget to die. It's a brand new experience this year because the Panagetti, the local festival uh, that is held in our village, is in September when we're there. And so, it's a brand new experience for us. We've never been there in September. We've only been there in uh, July. Um, also, by going back in September, uh, it is wine harvest season, which is a brand new experience. Traditional wine stomping done in your bare feet will happen up at one of the oldest known wineries in the world, the Affiani's Winery. That is where Homer uh, wrote parts of the Odyssey. That is how old it is. Uh, to find out all of the details, head on over to 100notout.com. You'll see videos there of uh, people that have attended our uh, longevity experience you'll see highlights videos all of the details the dates the times it's by application only um, any questions at all feel free to direct email me marcus at the would love to have your company there all right again thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast that's episode 311 done and dusted for another week until next time continue as always to make the rest of your life the best of your life bye for now we hope you enjoyed this Wellness Couch podcast. Did you know we've launched a brand new Facebook group where you can chat about any podcast you like with a tribe of like-minded people? The group is called the Wellness Couch Tribe and it's an inspirational digital meeting place to connect you to like-minded wellness lovers just like you. To locate it and come join us, simply search for the Wellness Couch Tribe wherever you enjoy Facebook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.